Hello, Grace. This is Blake with me, Pastor Ryan. We are continuing our walk through the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith. Uh, Today we are speaking about of the perseverance of the saints. This is chapter 17. Pastor Ryan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, brother. Well, what would you like to highlight for us? There's three paragraphs. Yeah. Perhaps you can um, can summarize this doctrine for us as it's listed out in paragraph one. Yeah, I, the the opening paragraph is another summary paragraph. It's a lengthy one, so I won't read the whole thing here. But this doctrine lays out an answer to the question, the biblical answer to the question: Once a person comes to Christ, will they? Uh, remain in a state of salvation? Will they remain in a state of, um, you know, grace until they're with Christ? Mm -hmm. And when we say when someone comes to Christ, this doctrine assumes by necessity that someone has already been justified, as we've seen in a previous chapter, that this is a true salvation. They've been converted that the Holy Spirit has changed their hearts. And once those things have happened, then the answer is yes. Um, that faith, as the paragraph says, is given unto the elect. And that individual, as the confession says in paragraph one, quote, can neither totally nor finally fall from the state of grace, but shall certainly persevere therein to the end. Uh, many like that um, phrase perseverance of the saints some people call it preservation of the saints realizing that god is the one who uh you know preserves us but the doctrine is crucial because it reminds us that when the spirit unites an individual to christ they will not become ununited romans chapter 8 and other passages so it's an important doctrine and a one of comfort yeah yeah and it solidifies our 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 union with christ like our, our union with christ is going nowhere if you are truly in Christ, That's it's, right. it's forever. Um, yeah, paragraph two um, speaks about how this perseverance of the saints depends on God, ultimately. Yeah. And it opens and it says, well, this perseverance of the saints depends not upon our own free will. And then it, it lists um, what it is dependent on. And all of these things that are listed are from God. Mm. So it says... Um, it depends upon the decree of election. Well, that's from God. It flows from the unchangeable love of God. Well, the love of God is from God. Yeah. And then it's it's dependent upon the merit and intercession of Christ. Then it's dependent on our union with Christ. And then it's dependent on the oath of God, the abiding of the Spirit. And then it's dependent upon the seed that God has placed within us. Hmm. It's also dependent on the nature of the covenant of grace. So it's, it's the, the confession doesn't just say um, that our perseverance is reliant upon God. It lists all of these things, uh, these particular things, and it just lists them out. And as the confession is prone to do, it just piles them yeah. one on top of the other. Your perseverance is because of this, 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 and this. And the idea is that we're comforted, um, but also that we really understand the breadth of the doctrine. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned in paragraph two at the end there, and what you were saying, you mentioned the phrase the confession uses, uh, that this is based on the nature of the covenant of grace. And this is a good reminder that covenant theology is important. 
Um, it's not just something that we can sort of throw around and say, well, some people believe in it and some people don't. Like, it, it's actually a biblically important doctrine. And the yeah. confession from paragraph 7 all the way till now is unfolding the benefits mm. and promises of the covenant of grace that God has made with with Christ and those in him. Yeah. Um, paragraph 3, I think, is helpful and very pastoral. It says, And though they may, through the temptation of Satan, the they there being uh, believers, though they may, through the temptation of Satan in the world, the prevalency of corruption remaining in them and the neglect of means of their preservation fall into grievous sins and for a time continue therein. And then it lists further description of this, you know, whereby they incur God's displeasure and grieve his Holy Spirit, come to have their graces and comforts impaired, have their hearts hardened and their consciences wounded, hurt and scandalize others and bring temporal judgment upon themselves. Yet they shall renew their repentance and be preserved through faith in Jesus Christ to the end. And I'm so thankful that paragraph is there because many of us would say there are so many churches of people who, you know, just seem to fall into sin and they don't seem to always demonstrate the fruit of repentance. And, of course, there are false, you know, confessors of Christ, people who are not truly believers. But it is possible for true believers to fall into grievous sins. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's such a comfort when we see our own lives. We see saints like David in the Old Testament or Peter in the New Testament literally denying Christ. God preserves us to the end. Hmm. And uh, it's great to rest in Christ even when we uh, recover from those deep, grievous sins. So this is a very helpful chapter. It's a biblical chapter, and it's a pastoral chapter. Amen. Yeah. Well, Grace, I hope this is helpful for you. Uh, Again, this is chapter 17. Uh, Next time, chapter 18, is about assurance of grace and salvation. That's a a good thing to, to follow up. Anyways, hope you guys have a good week.